before their hashtags. A dissection of pop culture past. With Eric Dallinger. And Carlyanna Billings. Each week we hop in our time machine and take a look at the past of pop culture. Hello friends and welcome to the Before They Were Hashtags podcast. I am your host, Woo! Mr. Eric Dallinger. Yes, you are. And I'm, <laughs> that's what my kids at dance call me, Mr. Eric. <laughs> Mr. Eric. Like, Hello, no, Mr. Mr. Eric. Mr. Eric is my father. Just kidding. <laughs> He's not. Uh, and I'm here with the beautiful, the wonderful, Miss Carl. Oh, what the heck? It's me. Hello. Hello. And we've got a little confession to make. Oh, this boy, oh, is... boy. <laughs> This is the podcast that just was not meant to be. No, they're trying to not make it happen, but we're fighting against it. So if you noticed, we uh, took last week off, and Mm. that was because yours truly had a little bit of a medical scare. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I went to the walk-in clinic because I was having a bit of a sore throat. I got a COVID test. That came back negative. Thank goodness. Thank God. And then, uh, so they did a strep test. Strep test came back negative. They did a cultures test. That takes, they're like, we'll call you in five days because that takes forever. I was like, not so satisfied with that. So I decided to go to a different walk-in clinic the next day. Mm. And they determined, they determined that I needed blood work. So then I found out that I had mono. Mono. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, so uh, I turned out I had mono, and then my throat kept closing up. I <sighs> wasn't drinking any water oh, no. because I couldn't consume anything, and I was dehydrated. And eventually I called my doctor and was like, this is too much. Help me out. And they were like, yeah, come in for um, an appointment. And, of course, she took one look and went, yeah, you need to get yourself to the hospital. Oh, my God. At the same time, at the same time, (laughs) the first first, um, walk-in clinic called and Mm -hmm. said, yeah, actually, your cultures test came back. You have strep. So, it turns out I had both strep and mono. At the same time. Yeah. So I went to the emergency room. Fun, Mm, fun, fun. What a party. They gave me an IV, which was super lovely because I was very dehydrated, but it also had antibiotics and steroids. So currently, yours truly is on a strong antibiotic and a steroid so that his throat won't close up. But that's why we missed last week because I was (laughs) really sick. And you couldn't even hardly talk at all. So that would make no sense for a podcast truthfully it was like i couldn't sleep i would sleep and then like i would swallow in my Mm. sleep and i jar myself away because it was so painful that's so upsetting i felt so sad and bad for you yeah but i'm glad that you're feeling better you're on the mend i caught up on a lot of um kim's convenience and shit's (laughs) creek which are all shows i've seen the whole way through yeah but but a little revisit never hurt yeah it's those shows are perfect oh devil wears prada i watched confessions of a shopaholic all the movies that you know how they end so you don't have to super (laughs) hardcore pay attention yes anything friends things that you can just sort of like loosely (laughs) watch because you know what's happening and you can fall asleep during them and you can zone out onto your pain yeah (laughs) It was pretty much the worst. Yeah, and that then is the worst. 
a little confession for <sighs> our amazing listeners. And then a confession on my side why this is the cursed episode, episode to hardly even get to air, is we've already recorded this once this week. This, yeah. <laughs> this is the second time, a second attempt at recording this because I don't know what happened. So... I, Carly Anna Billings, am the, whatever you want to call, audio engineer. That doesn't actually exist for us because that's too real of a thing. I'm the person that puts together the voices, makes it be a podcast, okay? And so, for whatever reason, yesterday, which is the first time we recorded this version um, of this pop, of this episode this week... Uh, I was like, oh, what a great episode. I had a great time with my pal Eric. Eric, of course, sent me his audio because we're not recording in person because Eric, even though he's feeling better, still has mono, everybody. Um, I was like, great. Eric's Eric's audio. Great. My audio recorded and on my laptop like normal. Um, I went to edit it today and wouldn't you know it, I, one, for the, took me like 20 minutes to try and find the audio file and two, it was saved as something Where'd very it go? strange. Where'd it go? It was like searching. It saved as like untitled something weird. And I was like, what in the heck? I go to open it and it's saying, um, can't, GarageBand cannot open this file. It might be corrupted or something, something, or it's unsupported. And I was like, hello. So me being like only like, a tiny bit technological, technologically savvy, um, was like, I don't know how to fix that. And so I proceeded to spend like another hour and a half trying to Google and like finagle it and like figure it out. Needless to say, Eric was just like so gracious and said, why don't we just re-record it? Yeah, let's just (laughs) re-record. Me, tears streaming down my face, being like, I can fix it. Me and my Capricorn moon. Me and my Capricorn Moon, just a teeny bit, but me and my Capricorn Moon being like, I can fix it. I can be fixed. I can fix it. I couldn't fix it. I don't don't know what happened. I still don't know what happened. Um, But yeah, so this episode, for whatever reason, someone doesn't want you to hear it. So keep on listening because it's... uh, going to be a spicy one i suppose it might be a spicy one maybe Maybe it's britney spears's dad doesn't want us to hear (gasps) what he doesn't want us to talk about it oh no get a load of this talking about in our i might be hitting in our throwback (laughs) and our gassing up the time machine just a little little suspicion that that might be what's happening absolutely but carly you know what I first off, I just want to say, yeah. I'm always grateful to spend time <laughs> with you and record with you. So Aww. re-recording is not the end of the world. No, yeah, no, I think it's we had totally... a good podcast last last <laughs> night. But you know what? We're gonna have an equally better one today because that's you know what? so now true. Now the audience got this story. So. <laughs> it's an extra little anecdote. Um, yeah, it's just, you ever have one of those days where you just feel like, for whatever reason, things are just a little bit going not your way. Not into a point where you're like, my world is falling apart, but to the point where, like, almost everything you do turns to shit. Like, you just touch it and it, like, falls apart. And you're like, what the heck? And it just feels like, yeah, you can't catch a win. That's kind of how I'm feeling today. But I do get to catch a win because... 
like you said, Eric, getting to spend time with you is always a win. It always feels good. Oh, and it's we're always gonna the best. We're going to give our audience cavities because oh, we're so sweet. We're so sweet. You're all welcome. And we're not paying for your dentist bills. Um, but yeah, so that's that's that. That's where we're at, at least today. <laughs> all right. Are we ready to gas up these time machines, Carly? Oh, baby. I think we are ready to jump in. Gas up this time machine so that we can go back to the way back. So we can go back and chat about our blast from the past topic of the day. But as always, you know, we take t- five minutes off the top of the show, five minutes on the clock. And we get to talk about what's happening in pop culture today so that we can, you know, gas it up to go back. Also, I think I'm better informed today. I listened to the whole Ooh. audio. Oh, amazing. Oh, my goodness. My computer's my going goodness. nuts. I'm just going to... It's very excited to be here. I'm just going to make sure it's still recording sound. Yep, it is. You can keep Woo. that in if you want because it's <laughs> part of our charm. Oh, my gosh. We're just quirky fun. All right. Here we go. In five, four, three, three. two, one. One. All right. So, yes, we are going to talk about the Britney Spears conservatorship court yes, case. Yes, of course we are. Because she went to court. Well, she did it on the phone, but it's right. still court. But she still went to court because f- phone court is court still. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, Britney finally had her day in court where she explained yes. her position on the whole conservatorship. We finally know Thank what, how Britney feels. She We heard wants it from out. her mouth. And it's, yeah, it comes as no surprise to followers of the Free Britney movement uh, like you and I and our friends on this podcast, listeners of this podcast. It comes as no surprise um to hear that she's obviously wants out of this is not in favor of it um and and honestly for her to shed so much light on you know the ins and the outs of what has been going on it has really just been very upsetting yeah i was i was listening to it i was listening to her testimony today yeah and it was so interesting so uh, they make her go to therapy three times a week. And not that I'm against mm-hmm. like going to therapy, but being forced right. to go three times a week. And yeah. then she requested... That's such a problem. She was, That's she, such a problem. They pick the therapist, so she can't even pick her own therapist. Yeah. And then on top of it, she requested... She's like, I have the money. I have the financial means to pay for this therapist to come to my home. Can we do it at my house? And yeah. they're like, no, you have to go to this very public place where all the paparazzi wait outside yeah, to take pictures of you. her leaving the therapist's yeah. office, often in tears because it's work. Because it's therapy. And also, not only is it therapy, but it's like, come make some trauma while going to talk about your trauma and then leave and have make more trauma to like keep the cycle going. It's That's such a mess. Such a mess. And also just the fact that she was in charge of this, like, U.S. tour, like, all these, and Vegas residencies, and she was mm-hmm. deemed incompetent. Like, the whole point of a conservatorship yeah. is somebody that can't take care of themselves, doesn't have the financial means to take care of themselves anymore. Or the wherewithal to take care of themselves, like, the cognitive ability to take care of themselves, yeah. She was paying everybody on those tours. She was she paid roofing them. Like, it was, yeah. va- she was putting roofs yeah. over their heads. I know. She's the money. That's the problem. That's why they keep her in this conservatorship in order to take advantage of and and just abuse abuse her in all kinds of ways, which is so upsetting. No, it's literally the saddest thing ever. She she Mm -hmm. likens it to sex trafficking. And you know what? It it is. She's being forced to work against her will. 
Um, mm-hmm. If she doesn't work, she gets punished. They put her on lithium when she decided that she yeah. didn't want to do the second Vegas yeah. residency. They they drugged lithium, her hardcore. It's, it's and it's one of those drugs that completely alters um, like your brain, like to the like it's. It's so like it's it's a very helpful drug for a lot of people, but it, for if if you don't need to be on it, you absolutely shouldn't be taking it because it's so mind altering, um, and can have such devastating consequences for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, it is just to make people submissive, frankly. Yeah, literally, they just want to. Yeah. They just want her to be. Yeah, they want to. It, it's like that Black Mirror episode with Miley Cyrus, where it's like they literally mm. just want like a hologram version of her, because yeah. She is so talented. Brittany is so talented. And yeah. such incredible. incredible. Powerhouse. Um, I can't. And just like the stuff about like the, what, what is it? An IUD? Am I saying that right? Oh, yeah. No, you're saying that right. I, just, yeah. I don't want to sound stupid. It's very upsetting. Um, but yeah. No, no, you've got it right. Yeah. She has no control over her own body because she has an IUD in her to keep her from getting pregnant, but she mm-hmm. doesn't want it. She wants to have a child with her boyfriend who she wants to make her husband, but they won't let her. But they won't let that happen and they won't let her have children. There's so much that like these people who are not her have like not only say in, but full control over. Um, they have control over her doctors. They have control over the fact that, like, in the courtroom, she was paying for everyone's lawyers. Everybody, like, both is... sides. And she, both sides. She didn't get to pick her own lawyers. They got to pick her no. lawyers for her. Exactly. And she pays for it's so both messy. sides. Yeah, because she's she's the cash cow, for lack of better words. Um, I also heard that uh, Jamie Lynn, her sister, came out in support um, Ugh, of Britney as I well, publicly. Know. I don't know. I don't know if I trust Jamie Lynn. I'm sorry. I mean, she's she did say it. I'm not gonna. I don't have any thoughts either, here, neither here nor there. Um, but all I I was just wanted to point out that I do I did hear that she also she's also a Jamie came out in support of it. Jamie Spears. <laughs> Jamie Spears. Uh, yeah, she's um something. Oh, that's there it is. it. That's it. All right. Well. We didn't. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, no, just the Britney, the Britney stuff. It's intense. I mean, there's lots. It's totally. disability rights too. It's not Britney is. Totally. She's definitely a face of it, but there's a whole issue of disability rights and conservatorships that are. There's mm-hmm. great conservatorships that are meant to happen for people with um, dementia who are progressively getting worse. Mm-hmm. Britney is not in that case, so. We just want to draw no. attention to just disability to rights. Out. And there's also, if I can point out real, real quick, um, another star who is in one of these conservatorships that we don't hear from very much as well is Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll see what happens forget, with her in the future. You know? Yeah. I, I, I can only imagine, like, now that we know for sure, like, have confirmed, you know, how Britney feels and well, like what has been going on behind closed doors uh, one can only imagine maybe what's going on in Amanda's world as well so. but now that we talked about today's news let's yes. bring it to the way back to talk about talk about another ooh, 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 another ooh. Disney star well a movie oh my starring a very very prolific Disney actress we are going to yes, be talking very about much so. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen starring so good 
So it's a 2004 American teen musical comedy film from Walt Disney Pictures. And the movie was directed, or the teen flick, let's call it a teen flick, because truthfully, that's what it is. Uh, Teeny bopper, a little flick, um, was directed by Sarah Sugarman. And the screenplay was written by Gail Parent, uh, Parent, I don't know, Parent, and based on Dylan Sheldon's 1999 novel of the very same name. Yeah. And of course, as you said, stars the one, the only. The iconic. Iconic. Lindsay Lohan. Even. Yes, Lilo. Lilo is in the house today. I mean, I wish Lilo was in the house, but she's in the house in on topic today. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the movie follows uh, Mary Elizabeth in quotations Lola. Lola. Stapp, and she's a 15 year old <laughs> girl who grew up in New York who desperately wants to be a famous actress broadway movies it all aspiring stage atroc her mom moves her to new jersey ah and not only new jersey the suburbs the suburbs Uh of delwood new jersey Oh, devastating for, you know, a city, a high, a high strung city gal like Lola Step. Uh, at school, Lola befriends Ella, uh, you know, a shyer girl in their class, and they bond over their shared love of the band, Sid Arthur. <laughs> good old Sid Arthur. They're good old Sid Arthur. We love a Don't fake, fun, on. fake band. <laughs> Don't move. So good. Is that even um, the lyrics? Did I drama. say the right lyrics? No, don't move on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you're right. Okay. <laughs> there's like four lyrics to that song. I think you got it right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's, there's drama. They sneak into the city. There's boys. There's a popular uh, girl rival, mean girl. And there's also a high school production and adaptation of Pygmalion called Eliza. <laughs> it, oh, it's silly. It's shallow. It's camp. You can tell this podcast is way more rehearsed, Carly, because we're saying things in unison. Because <laughs> we know what order we talked about things in and it's <laughs> happening. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The, well, the first thing that I can't get over is this musical within the musical of Eliza Rocks. Yes. Because it's like, Eliza we Rocks. already kind of have a musical version of Pygmalion. And by kind of, I mean, we do. <laughs> It's we fully do. My Fair yeah. Lady. <laughs> Tony and Oscar winning, like beloved, renowned, golden age classic, My Fair Lady. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they were like, we're doing a new version of it, but they don't even mention yeah. My Fair Lady. It's like there has never been <laughs> a musical version of Pygmalion. It's it's so funny. Um Maybe we should jump real quickly into the cast oh. so we can talk about who created Eliza Rocks because I just I love it so much. You love it. I love it so much. I think it's so, yeah, so funny. Of course, the star is Lindsay Lohan, as we've said. Yes, but, as we said. But we have to talk about the alternative cast yes. of this role. Because <gasps> oh my gosh, who was originally for the role? The role yeah, was absolutely. Written for the one yes. and only Queen Hillary Duff. Oh. Queen Hill. It was written for our bubblegum queenie queen, um, Hillary Duff, which is amazing. But she backed, she backed out of it. And uh, you know what? Rightfully, she backed you know out. What? I think it was a good choice for, for <laughs> all parties involved. You know what? Lindsay, I Lindsay, mean, Lindsay yeah. has a little bit more of that that spice that I think Lola needs, where Hillary is a little bit more, yeah. little bit more sweet, a little bit more bubblegum. 
Uh, and Lindsay, Lindsay yeah. had that spice. Also, you, there's a lot of dancing in this movie, and Hillary is That's famously true. not a great dancer. <laughs> not a dancer. You can totally tell in the Lizzie McGuire movie when it's her dance double. <laughs> yeah, she's not. It's not her. Yeah, they don't have her dance very much because it's just not for her. She never claimed to be no, a dancer. No, she's she's, though, she's famously says she's not a dancer. Though Miss Lilo, who also doesn't really claim to be a dancer, actually is quite a yeah, good little dancer. She's not bad. I saw the behind the scenes videos yeah, of them move. rehearsing and she's pretty good. Yeah. And yeah, it's such a it's such a great little a little movie. Like this is the time, think about it. It's 2004. So this would be like the Hillary Duff like um, raise your voice era this would be like cheaper by the dozen think like cinderella story that's where we're at and for for Lindsay lohan uh she's just coming off of the 2003 blockbuster with jamie lee curtis freaky freaking friday but so the fact that, that this is written for hillary duff makes it just adds to the yeah. little feud of hillary and Lindsay. <laughs> like they don't like each other yes they don't like each other. I mean, there'll be a full podcast, yeah. I'm sure, on the feud of Hillary and Lindsay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that would be yeah, a whole. Take up a whole a whole episode. It's worth of uh, content, I'm sure. But yeah, so our teen queen of remakes, Lindsay Lohan, because of course she's also best known for the 1998 Parent Trap, which is also a Disney and Herbie Fully Loaded, also film. a remake. <laughs> Oh my God, Herbie Fuller! She's so. I watched that recently. She and Justin Long are my favorites, and I love them so much. I love it. I just love it. I love it, and I can't stop. Um, Lindsay Lohan is queen. This movie also stars Allison Pill, yes. uh, who plays the best friend Ella Gerard. Yeah, and uh, you would recognize Allison Pill from such TV, uh, such movies. Sorry, as Milk. Um, she's in Scott Pilgrim versus the world mm-hmm. she, she's so yeah, good in that yeah she's also in vice uh the dick cheney movie which was really dark yeah oh, yeah, yeah. I really like that one mm-hmm. and she's oh my goodness i'm just looking at her credits now like she's got a lot of good credits star this girl. trek picard so much so much going so on much going on but it's also the debut of one megan yeah, Megan who plays well. <laughs> Megan Fox plays a Regina George prototype named Carla Santini. Yeah. Carla Santini, bad girl Carla Santini. She's so meany. It's a uh, is very funny. Yeah. Glenn Headley plays the artist mom Sam, and I'm sure you all know Glenn Headley. She's freaking famous as heck. She's done loads of theater uh, she, from Dick Tracy, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, tons and tons of. A, a great, great um, Broadway actress. I want to say meaty. I want to say meaty career. That's not the right thing to say. A great, like, I you know, I'm sure you've seen her yeah. face. But somebody else whose face I'm sure you've seen for sure is the legendary Carol Kane, who plays Miss Bagoli, who is the high school eccentric drama teacher, and of course, Carol Kane, like prolific, iconic. One of the best and funniest character actors of all time. Um, I love her so much. I could only wish to be one-tenth as funny as her. She's been nominated for uh, Um, two Best Actress Awards at the the Oscars for Annie Hall and The Princess Bride. Can you just give me one more line reading of Eliza Rocks? (laughs) Eliza Rocks! That's exactly how she says it. 
<laughs> it's so funny. She's like, because she, because surprise, um, I mean, you also probably know her from Kimmy yes. Schmidt, but surprise, in, in a bunch of theater, but surprise, Schmidt. in Kimmy Schmidt, she also plays like, she was on like the, the yeah. tour for Wicked for a long time. She has two while. Emmy Awards. Like, she's iconic. I know, she's amazing. I could talk about Carol Kane forever. I love this woman. I think she's amazing. Um, But yeah, so she plays this eccentric, she plays this eccentric uh, high school drama teacher, and she is the one who comes up with Eliza Rocks. It's her version of a musical of Pygmalion. She decides that it has to like take place in modern day New York City, and 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 the girl a lot who's Eliza, Eliza Doolittle. Eliza Eliza is a checkout girl at a supermarket, and like wants to like have a good time, and like it's so funny, and it's like <laughs> and the music is just like. Yeah, the way she describes it, she literally goes, Eliza rocks. Like, it's my favorite thing I've ever seen in my life, maybe. Like, that two-second clip of her saying Eliza rocks is iconic. Um, This movie also stars uh, Canadian sensation Ashley oh Lankett. That was what I said <laughs> last time. You stole it. I know, stole but it I, I stole yeah, it. Yeah, no, Burlington <laughs> Hamilton star. Ashley Leggett, who is made famous by Disney Channel original <laughs> show, Living Life with Derek. Living Life with Derek. Living Life with Derek. <laughs> so funny. You get lots of singing on this Lots spot. of singing on this spot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she plays Marcia, yeah. who is Carla Santini slash Megan Fox's friend yeah. in the show. And I don't think she has a single line in the whole movie. She stands next to her. I really couldn't tell you if she said a single word. They run down the hallway. She, she's like <laughs> Allison Pill's like companion as they run down the hall or competitor. Yeah. Which, yes. Because it's like Lindsay and Megan running to see the cast list. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, seeing the cast list first changes the cast list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> If you didn't see it first, then maybe, maybe, maybe like, uh, it might change if I see it later, you know? So I got to see it first. Ashley Leggett and Allison Hill <sighs> run behind them. They run behind them, and it's so amazing. Speaking of, of Hamilton Burlington, this uh, movie became pre-production in May of 2003, and it was produced with a budget of $15 million, and it was filmed in Toronto, Hamilton, and Oakville. And, yes, and yes, exactly. Not and. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And. And yes. <laughs> yes, and. Uh, high school scenes were, uh, were filmed at King City, Sec- King City Secondary School in King City and at Birchmount Park Collegiate Institute in Scarborough. Scarborough. The mall What's scenes. Up? Scarborough. And the mall scenes, when like one of the scenes when they're trying to buy tickets for, you know, their favorite band and stuff. Uh, it takes place at Aaron Mills Town Center in Mississauga in Saga City, baby. Yeah, I was slightly disappointed to figure this out because while watching it, I thought it was um, Sherway Gardens, which is, of course, oh, where Mean Girls is filmed. Yeah. So I was like, totally. oh, it's like it's like the same <laughs> place. It's the same mall. Because I think Mean Girls also takes place in New Jersey, technically. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, Maybe. So I, I truthfully, I couldn't tell you where it I kind of wanted to though. pretend like they were in the same world and they were in the same mall, but it, well, it's not. It's <laughs> Aaron like, Mills Town Center, not uh, Sherway Gardens. Not Sherway Gardens. And there's also scenes um, from them moving from New Jersey, like moving to New Jersey, like from New York City to New Jersey were filmed uh, in Hamilton mm-hmm. and the surrounding area, which is kind of, they, they don't really hide it very well. It, that it's, yeah, it looks very you know, Ancaster. The GTA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and but some of the scenes uh, in the New York City scenes, like the city scenes, were filmed on location near New York City. Well, so. I think it's so funny. Authentic. This is something things that I noticed is they would shoot an outdoor scene and it'd be real New York and then they would get in the cab mm-hmm. and then so we would drive down the street I would like see like Toronto yeah. landmarks like I'd be like oh there's the <laughs> Sam the Record Store man sign there it is okay this is they're You're not like oh we love New York City yeah. like <laughs> yeah it's one of those it's just or yeah even it's it's something the Sid Arthur concert is at the Elgin mm, and they yeah. don't even hide it. You can full read. It says Elgin theater. <laughs> like I knew yeah. where didn't it even was. Try. Didn't even try. Yeah. I love but it. But I loved it. I loved it. Like spotting things being like, Oh, those are the stage doors where I go visit friends when I, when they're in shows at the Elgin, when they're in <laughs> the Ross Petty Panto. Cast me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Cast both of us. <laughs> um, I think it's, very funny because I this movie I'm gonna come out and say it I haven't said it yet I love this movie and I'm obsessed I with don't. the movie this movie <laughs> exactly that's where we differ we we rarely disagree but like this is one of the places I suppose and like I just think it's so funny but I also came to this movie at the perfect time like I came to this movie when it came out and I was literally the target demographic um and it. I, I never ever clued in that like these were landmarks I knew or could mm-hmm. see and I like had like I, they they did they did their Disney magic for me I was like they they pulled the wool over my like 10 year old eyes yeah. I was like this I love New York City like so I was watching some of the behind the scenes videos of them rehearsing the dance numbers and it's so cool because they do it in the Elgin rehearsal studios Oh, that's Which is cool. where a lot of auditions for Toronto theater are, are in those mm-hmm. in that space. So I was like, I've been there. I've auditioned there. Uh, it was <laughs> You're like, I know it. it. Was really, I was like, Lindsay Lohan has been in this room. I've been in the same room as Lindsay, just not <laughs> at the same and time. And here. Megan Fox and <laughs> Ashley Leggett. Oh my God. Pile it on. Pile it on. Yeah. I love that. I also that's thought really it was really fun. funny in the behind the scenes video. Um, they're, they do the DDR, like the Dance Dance Revolution scene. Yes. And in the video, yeah. like, Megan and Lindsay are such great dancers. Like, they learned it in three hours. Like, it would take me three weeks. It, it's amazing. <laughs> but then I was doing further research and found out that Megan Fox had a dance double. So I don't really know how much Megan did her own dancing. <laughs> How much she learned in those three yeah, hours. In the behind yeah. the scenes video, like <laughs> Megan's doing it, but Ashley Leggett's killing it in front of her. So Oh, Lindsay Lohan or does Ashley Leggett do it with her? No, sorry. Um, this is a different dance scene, but just comparing like dance quality, like Megan oh, Fox. Gotcha, Megan gotcha, Fox gotcha. Like, kinda struggle bus. Like she's okay. Like mm, she's I she's see. doing it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Ash- but she's like making yeah, through Ashley Leggett's Ashley like Leggett a real is, is dancer. Killing the game. Lindsay's doing pretty good. Lindsay looks Lindsay is a dancer. She's not yeah. a dancer dancer, but she's a dancer. But she's a she's a dancer. She gets by. She's a dancer with a single dancer. I love that. You know, there's dancers <laughs> that are defined by two dancers, so dancer dancers. Exactly. A dancer dancer. She's just a dancer. And I'm just a duh. <laughs> You're a <Dancer>. fancer. <laughs> That's true. A fake yeah. dancer. That's not meant to be an insult. That is me. No, I, I wear it with pride. There's people who are who are just movers. Can I also... Which is sometimes how I like to describe myself, so I don't have to even pretend. Can I also say... <laughs> can I also say one of the things that really I hate about this movie? The yeah, love for interest, sure. Please this do. love interest, Stuart. <laughs> no. What? What? What is he? I love it. I love it so much. I think it's so stupid. 
he doesn't do it's anything. So funny. Why no, does he just loves her? No, but like he has no personality. <laughs> no, he sees her fix a car and goes, "That's the woman for me." And she's like, "Look at this kid fixing a car. He's the guy for me, I guess." There's uh, and then he literally steal he steals shit for her. He like hides shit for her. It's he? amazing. He has no character development. He has no <laughs> who lines. Who is this man? He's another one of <laughs> these characters that has very little lines. They just all <laughs> he just all of a sudden starts doing things oh. for her. He, that's so true. It really does. Well, it's kind of like it's similar to the whole Carla Santini, Megan Fox thing where like, why is she so why mean? She and so why mean? do her and Lola have a rivalry? Yeah. Like, there's really like no reason except for she's the mean girl. And they're, she's mad that Lola got cast in the musical instead of her as the lead role. And she she gets cast as, well, this is the best. She gets cast as Henry Higgins' mother and goes, it's the role I wanted all along. And then Lola goes, good, because it's the one you got. <laughs> Like, I will never forget. So but zippy. yeah, as sort of a Regina George but, prototype, yeah. like at least Regina, you understand, like she kind of has an absentee father and an like us. She mm-hmm. gets spoiled by her mother. Like, you know why she is the way she is. You never meet Carla Santini's yeah. parents. You don't know why she's mean. No. She's just mean for no reason. <laughs> no character development. Yeah. No. We just know she has a big ass house and that when she falls into a fountain and gets back out, she becomes a little nicer. A little nicer. That's all we know. <laughs> all she we gets know her up and comments by falling in a it's fountain so funny. in front of everybody. Yeah. Because that's that's life. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know it's what I'm trying to say. That's life, baby. <laughs> I love it so much. It is so funny. Well, actually, come to think of it, I they they mention her she mentions her dad. That's a lawyer for Carl mentions her dad. Is a lawyer for Sid Arthur. Exactly. And I think that's the only thing we know about her. So I'm like, just because your parent, your dad's a lawyer for a band doesn't necessarily mean you're like, I guess it means you're kind of loaded. But like, it doesn't say anything about, you know, your real life. It just says like, you got money, which we already know because we were, we saw her house and it was big. Yes, money is the root of all evil. Um, Money money makes everything better. It makes the world go round. (laughs) I wish I was rich, but eat the rich. So this movie, um, speaking of eat the rich, opened on February 20th, 2004. uh, And it was second at the box office behind Adam Sandler and our queen, Drew Barrymore's 51st Dates. I know, so cute. I loved it. I loved it. Felt so nice. Uh, eventually, the movie grossed a total of thirty-three million dollars worldwide. Pretty that, good. That's a moderate success. It made its money back. Thirty-three million, money but back. Critically, right? The law. <laughs> uh, it was widely uh, a negative critical reception. It has to this day fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> that is, which is brutal. So sad. It's so sad. I love it. It's so sad. Um, some of the reviews that I read on Rotten Tomatoes describe it as mind-numbingly juvenile. And this one's my favorite. A star vehicle with three flat tires and sugar in the gas tank. Oh, so spicy. And UltimateDisney.com described it as Lilo fans and teenage girls are bound to be the most interested. I mean, fair. That makes sense. That's who it's for. And Dennis Harvey of Variety Magazine said... Minimally funny comedy feels like a Disney Channel pick that got boosted to theatrical after Lohan scored a hit opposite Jamie Lee Curtis in the Freaky Friday remake. Nonetheless, it should have a it should have a look 
uh, a lock, sorry. Nonetheless, it should have a lock on the 7 to 12 year old female demo for a couple of weekends before finding longer tube tape life, tape shelf life. I like this one. This is about the DVD. Yeah. This is from Ultimate Disney about the DVD. Doesn't garner a re- recommendation as a film, and its DVD special features are as breezy and as shallow as the movie itself. <laughs> oh, oh, no! Uh, roasted and toasted. Oh, my God. Well, I, being between the ages of 7 to 12 and a teen gal, um, was obviously the target yeah. demographic. You know what? It's, I think I liked it at the yeah. time. I didn't. Oh, I I didn't just talk <laughs> about my favorite moment though. My favorite moment. No, is let's talk when about she's it. Like she has the balloons on the string, and she's like, "These balloons <gasps> yes. go up to the heaven for Sid Arthur." Because <laughs> the because the band broke up and they're having a funeral. And then she lets go of the balloons, and I guess they're on wires. They're not actually helium balloons, so then they <laughs> fall, and she goes metaphorically, yeah. of course. It's so, so funny. Dumb. It's so funny. It's well, that's not the thing. This this movie is so I think I still love it because it's so camp. It does so much well. It has a lot of really good like homage scenes to different like moments in Hollywood uh in Hollywood and also just like like comedy gold like that like mm, it's metaphorically like so so stinking funny. So well done in talk- that way. Even though like it it's a bit of a teeny teeny bopper bubblegum movie, but I I love it. I think it's so funny. Should, Should we, we talk, talk what about Lindsay singing? <laughs> Don't move on. Oh baby, well let's let's get off get this get this out of the bag here and say the soundtrack oh, slaps. The soundtrack I'm does sorry. slap. Soundtrack slaps. Um, drama queen slash that girl. I play it all the time, still to this day. It's a great bop. Um, and Lindsay sings. Lindsay sings yep, in this the movie. The audition scene like, for is... You, there's moments... Yeah. I, uh, the audition scene started and I was like, whoa, okay, Lindsay's got a nice little belt. Mm. Listen to that. And then she I goes know. into her lower register and it is not there. Oh, I know. It's. I, I remember thinking as a kid, I was like, oh, she can kind of sing. But yeah, listening back, it's like her belt is just like... Because it's, it's such a talk singy song. It's like... Don't move on, don't move on, don't move, don't move. And she like nails that, but then like it goes like, you brought me to the highest mountain. And she like can't, it should be like, you brought me to the highest mountain. She's like, you brought me to the highest mountain. Don't move on. Like it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Um, but I loved it. I loved it. I would have loved to hear Megan funny. Fox sing. <laughs> oh, that is the one thing that we were deprived of in this movie is some in some real Megan Fox vocals. That would have been something. She is in a Rihanna music video. That would have been something. She doesn't sing, but. Yeah. Doesn't sing. No. Um, but also, like, the soundtrack has a freaking cover of David Bowie changes. Ch-ch-changes. That's in the musical. Because for some reason, that makes it into the musical. <laughs> Miss Begoli, our legendary uh, Carol Kane, she puts it in. It's amazing. It's so funny. Um, for me, this movie like feels kind of like Sex in the City, but for little tweens who just want to sing and dance, which is, I think, why I fell in love with it as a tween, because that it is me to yeah. a T. Yeah, it's very like 
cosmopolitan girl who has big dreams is stuck in this weird place but also like doesn't give up and is like big fish little pond now but it's really fun and everyone has a good time and there's weird awkward romance but also no no there's this part where she's kind of famous but then she's not and it's very it's weird and they, there's the kids steal shit they run away and no development between the love interests <laughs> No, and there's even there's also a scene where Lindsay Lohan goes on a supposed like hunger strike because her mom won't buy her tickets to see the band, and then her mom comes in and she's like, "What's that smell?" She goes under the bed and she finds a half-eaten pizza that's been sitting there for like a week. It's so funny, like just it's so camp, it's so stupid. I just yeah, and I mean it might have been panned, but it also has things like <laughs> it also has things like dancing like bookcases and the bright blue wigs that the dancers wear (laughs) in the musical yes yeah and in and in the musical Lindsay lohan stands like in the opening number she stands on like a checkout counter and she goes this girl she works in downtown new york city surrounded by four walls that ain't so pretty her parents give it's so amazing she's like her love and affection they keep us strong moving in the right direction it's so funny and I just like you have to say it is yeah. an award-winning film as Lindsay Lohan did win a That's Teen right. Choice Award for Breakout Movie Actress in 2004. Yes, and it's all because of this, baby. So even if it is like a direct-to-video movie on steroids that got a theatrical debut, Meryl, 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 where's um, where's your Teen Choice Award, Meryl? Meryl Streep. I mean, Meryl, Meryl, you, know, you, you don't, don't have, have one, girl. You come with the come with the credentials. Glenn you don't Close, got Glenn Sorry. Close. I don't think you have either. Um, Daniel Day Lewis, step up to the stage. No Teen Choice Award for you, buddy. Like I'm just kidding. Glenn Close it. is a legend. You know, the teens have spoken. The teens have chosen. <laughs> and I just have one thing to say, though. You better work. You better work. Come on, girl. Wrong movie. That's uh, that's the the Lucy McGuire movie. Welcome to our podcast about RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> See, I, my brain immediately, because we were still talking about Hill, went right to when she has to do the oh, runway. And it's a cover and, because um, they couldn't have like an actual <laughs> queer artist. It's a cover because they won't have RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, when she wears the igloo, yeah. blow up igloo In dress. In case it's unclear, we're, jo- we're on to the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> we jumped movies because uh, that's that's uh, sometimes how references work. But this is back to, back to our iconic um, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. For all the doubters, non-believers, the cynical that once were dreamers, one of these days you'll open up your eyes and you'll realize that this movie slaps, okay? It's good. I love it. And I will stand by it. I will I will dig, you know, this hole and I will live within it because I love it so much. I think it's It is on great. Disney Plus, so And I think you, everyone should give it a chance. Go take a listen. Go take a watch. <laughs> go watch it. Yes, it lives in the same kind of sphere in my brain that like sleepover lives and like a Cinderella story lives and like I know it's so good. It's a classic to me and I just love it because literally growing up I was like I am this girl and it was nice to see like this like nice but dramatic so dramatic but like good hearted sassy girl she's a liar, liar. like she all of lies the about that... her dad dying that's not funny 
She lies. Oh my god. She just made up lies. She just made up things to make herself seem more interesting, but then realizes that she was interesting all along, which is like the beautiful like message, I guess, if there's a message, but also she has like a kind of weird relationship with the lead singer of Sid Arthur. Like Oh yeah. yeah. He returns her necklace and okay. stuff. Things I did like about the movie, yeah. I do like the references to old Hollywood and old Broadway, like when she's dressed up as Marilyn Monroe yeah. from Seven Year Itch and It's so cute. And Audrey and Breakfast at Tiffany's. I like those moments. I do there are mm. some good moments in this film. It was enjoyable. I just right? it's cheesy. <laughs> wear him down wear him down that's the thing like it does have like some staying power with a lot of the little like um moments it creates but it also like has moments where it's like (laughs) when my least favorite moment is when ella there's one point where right before they decide that they're gonna lie to their parents and then like run away to new york to Mm -hmm. see sid arthur um that ella goes because she's a goody two-shoes she's like a great foil for um Lindsay lohan's like kind of feisty but fun and and like cheeky and good-hearted lola she's a great little foil that she's like goody two shoes like doesn't ever do anything wrong like lola's kind of like a cute bad influence oh tell me about the line reading you can't handle that's what i can't handle is this one is that ella went right before they go to new york city and she tells her she tells lola tells her she has to lie to her mother and she just goes I can't lie. And I can't I can't take that line is what I can't take. So I it stuck with me forever because even when I was eleven, I was like, that was not that's not it. Like don't believe I was it. like that. I don't I don't buy that. I don't buy it. At eleven, I was being drama queen and I was like, Don't buy it, I could have done better. Girl. Literally my brain. Step up those Pell, don't jobs, buy it. Girl. Don't buy it. Step it up, girl. Don't buy it. Oh, that's not that's that's so funny. But yeah, that's the one thing in that movie that I was like, mm, that's not for me. But everything else, every moment is for me. Literally on Facebook, I swear to God, probably like six years ago, maybe seven years ago, I my like cover photo was the photo of the two of them getting ready on the train when they flip their hair up and it's five times bigger than it should be and fills up the whole frame. It's so, oh, silly. It's so silly. It's a silly, silly movie. Billy. It's silly. Silly. We all, all right well yeah so that's confessions, confessions of a teenage drama queen baby, baby. Oh, made well, it before we baby. get to our pop picks carly um i'm gonna redo my beef okay so i've got to get into character yeah <laughs> okay okay so we've got beef on the podcast <laughs> no um, i'd like to call uh, uh do not listen to Carly's other podcasts. Ghosts are everywhere. We've been called out by her co-host, Celia. Aww. Celia, what's up, girl? You good? You good? We've got beef. No. Oh, no. Eric is coming I'm, for you, girl. If you want to be on our podcast, Celia, come up with an idea. Come on and talk about it. We're here. We're open to listen. Come whenever you want. Oh. Carly Roberto, why are you causing drama? Why are you causing drama, girl? Okay, stop causing drama. <laughs> oh, my God. So to fill in our listeners who maybe haven't listened to the latest episode don't. of Don't. They don't Ghost deserve to listen. When Carly Roberto guested. Um, <laughs> well, uh, it came up that... 
Carly Roberta had already guessed it on this podcast, and Cecilia uh, brought up the some beef that she was but hurt that she had yet to be invited on this podcast, um, being that she is of course also a podcaster and my co-host on Ghosts Are Everywhere, and I said, well, Cecilia, like okay like you're coming on the podcast like it's fine like we're only 12 episodes in she was like that's rude i should have been um like one of the first guests you got carly <laughs> roberta before you got me so rude i was like well like yeah sorry mom. anyway so basically cecilia she knows that this is an open invitation yeah to come on this an podcast, open unhostile um, invitation but Carly, Carly Roberto, um, of course, the Aries that she is, um, lit that fire and uh, started that, started that beef, started that drama. But I'm gonna stay out of it because I, <laughs> I'm, I'm the host of I'm both podcasts. I'm just kidding. So it's hard for me to be in the middle. Love, yeah, but it's, listen to both podcasts. It's so funny. We'd love to we have love you on. You, but, but yeah, come up with a, come up um, with a cool idea. You can yeah. come on. We'll come up. We'll, we'll brainstorm <laughs> too. We'll, we'll come up with one together. Yeah, we'll uh we'll reunite. Yeah, I basically yeah I I basically caved and said yeah so you can come on whenever you want. Just pick your uh yeah pick a pick a pick a topic. So um expect to see Cecilia O'Grady as a guest yeah. someday soon on this podcast. And listen to Ghosts Are Everywhere. It's pretty good. Oh <laughs> well, past guest Eric knows. And future uh, guest, past guest and future guest uh, Eric Downer knows. Um, yeah, it's a good little podcast if uh. If you have any interest in that eric how's your week been do you have any uh pop picks for us yeah my pop pick is of course all star six rupaul's drag race all star six classic classic how are we feeling how are we how are we thinking judging two little, episodes in so far judging's a little sus mm, agreed jan 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 is jan, robbed again jan jan is robbed jan nasty Nasty judging. Um, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. Um, nobody could do what Jan did in that talent show. No, she did her talent the best out of all the talents. Out of everyone doing their talent, she did it to the point where, like, the um, just the amount of artistry and the amount of like vote vote like. The quality of her voice and the like, freaking like dynamics she puts out there, and with so so much ease, yeah. is stupid. It's stupid. Like it should be illegal, and they're not giving her any, not giving her the time of day. So messed up. And then also, her ball challenge, like she, I know. all three looks were amazing. She should have won. Spot on. Well, the thing is, the thing that Jan keeps getting like shit on for is being too polished and it's like i'm sorry what like that should not be a problem like just just because she's so professional of such a high caliber she should be punished that makes no sense like i i love jan i think she's great at what she does and she's funny she's smart she's so sweet i love jan um though i the other people who i love on the show currently i really love carly love I think she's so sweet. I think, like, I loved her little sultry number. I thought it was so cute and hot and different. Because the thing is, like, with the, especially with the, with the talent show, I'm tired of seeing queens just lip sync. We get, we have a whole season ahead to watch them lip sync. I'm sorry, that's not a talent for a talent show. Yeah, it's a talent. like, all the queens do that. That's, if you want to just dance, just dance. Yeah. Or you want to tell some jokes, do some jokes. Like, 
I don't understand why, like, I guess I understand, but like, sing live. Like, a lot of people were singing live. Ginger sang live too. Didn't Ginger sing live? Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Ginger's got a great voice. I don't know. Wait, did Ginger sing live? I know that she sung live the first time. I thought time. she sang, I thought she sang live this time. Maybe I'm mistaken. Because I, I just know she sings amazingly. Have you heard her sing I Am What I Am? Because it's awesome. No, I it's haven't, awesome. but I want to now. Oh, it's super good. It's from like maybe three years ago or something. I It makes me cry. It's my favorite. She sang it when, like, during a tour. Do you have any predictions on who who's going to win? I have a feeling that they're setting the Minge up to win, which I... I, I mean, Not that they're setting her up to win. I feel like she could win. I, I think... Um, I, I think feel like they're maybe Ginger's setting up... Uh, after the first two episodes, it sounds like they're setting up to go far. They're setting up uh, Yara Sophia. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. I think Yara is very talented. Older queen. I don't think that. Not older, but as in yeah. like, from, like earlier seasons. From earlier seasons. Totally. Queens that are on their second All-Stars try. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not um, mad about it. I, no, I love it. I also feel like it's a weirdly like battle of the season 11 girls. Like not to be this girl, but there's too many season 11 girls. Yeah, there's a lot of season it's 11. Like, it's like on season two when it was battle of the season f- like six girls. It, it, yeah, it was, or it five, was girls. five and seven. Yeah. It was five and seven. Yeah. So like I, like, I get it. it. It it makes dynamic TV. It makes it interesting. Season 11 has a bad rap. So I guess they were trying to bring back some of the strong queens yeah. from that season, which I totally get. I'm really liking Scarlet Envy, actually. Yeah. See, I like or- Scarlet Envy. I was a Scarlet Envy fan before she went on Drag Race. And then for her season, I just didn't really... Scarlet really, Envy or Scarlet O'Hara. Really. I'm getting them all mixed up now. <laughs> oh. Scarlet. Scarlet Envy. Yes, I think you're right. Scarlet Envy is the is the bubble one. Yes. They're doing the bubbles. New York Queen. Red hair usually, but not on Drag Race. Yeah. Yes, I was right. I was right. I was right. <laughs> yeah. Scarlet yeah, yeah. Adams. No, no worries. There's also Scarlet Adams. There's also Scarlet Bobo, oh, if, you th- if we're thinking Canada. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's... A lot of overlap. There's a lot of Drag Race. There's <laughs> just so much drag And I do, I do love Trinity, even though, like, Trinity K. Bonet. Yeah. Even though she didn't do very Trinity's, well. Trinity's, she's been having a hard time so far. Her last ball looked was good. The whole princess. Yeah, thing. that's true. Yeah, who else do you think is doing really well? I don't know. I, it, We're only two episodes I think Raj is doing very well. Raj is doing great. We're only two episodes in. Um, but yeah, but based on, like, it made me sad to see um, Jiggly not do so well. Me too. I love, I love Jiggly. Jiggly. She's so sweet. Like, what a gal. But yeah, I, and the thing is, too, it's, it's wow, it makes me so mad. Well, first of all, they brought, they're still doing the assassins thing, which I think is stupid, uh, because there's no stakes. They brought in back a, in your favorite assassin. assassin. And they brought, they brought her back, 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 back again. Um, and then they also freaking are doing this, like, game within a game, which who knows what that's going to be. I have a feeling it's going to be something like, these are, the, these are the top six, but surprise, here's the other six, and then one of these six will go home. Like, yeah. Like, something probably like that. I don't know, but it's just my guess. But I just, I think it's stupid. <laughs> I think it's dumb. Well, then let's move on. What are your, what are your pop yeah. picks there, Carly? My pop pick of the week is um, a book, actually. I finished a book for the first time in a long time. Um, it's a book, though, that I thought I finished probably a year ago, year and a half ago at least. Uh, and I, I picked it up the other day and a bookmark fell out and I realized, oh, I did never finish this book. So I finally finished it and it's wonderful. It's called Braiding Sweetgrass and it's a book uh, by Robin Wall Kimmerer. And it's super interesting and just beautiful and lovely. It's basically like indigenous plant knowledge um, and like wisdom, I guess you could say. 
It's about it's it, it's written by Robin Wilkimer is a scientist. She's a botanist and she's also a member of Potawatomi Nation. She's super cool. Um, she's like a st- beautiful storyteller. The way she captures like the world feels beautiful. And also like I learned a lot about plants and just like how things are. And it's, it was so cool. And it was nice to hear like traditional teachings alongside scientific knowledge. Like the way she wo- has woven it together is so beautiful. So like um, it's an academic book, um, but it doesn't feel like an academic book, which is why I love it. It doesn't read that way. That's awesome. Because um, I love plants. So you know that. I love plants too. It's uh, yeah, it's such a good one. I think you'd like it. Okay. But also, but also like academic reads usually tend to be dry. This one is the opposite. It's beautiful. It's really great. I wouldn't even consider it an academic book. Patrick, a friend of ours was like, Carly, that's an academic book. I said, Patrick, no, it's not. And he said, Carly, literally they teach it like in universities, like in philosophy classes. I was like, Oh, well, maybe it is that <laughs> I, I I refuse to agree, but but I just love it. I thought it was lovely. Yeah, so that's my pod pick of the week, Braiding Sweetgrass. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the pod. You know what? Mm. Carly, we did pretty good for re-recording. We actually made it a little bit longer, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it for us. All right, friends. Thanks so much for <laughs> listening to the Before There Were Hashtags podcast. We'll be back Woo-woo. next week with some exciting stuff. Yeah, we will. I don't know. What will it be? Okay. See you later. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.